Hey dads, Adam here from Close Quarter Dad. And in today's episode, I wanna talk about the two priorities for making sure that your children are able to move forward into their life safely. These are the two priorities of personal protection, but certainly they overlap in all areas of their life. Um, these are kind of no-brainers, but I want to explain to you where they play a critical role in personal protection and keeping your children safe throughout their life. So let's get started in this episode. I feel this is one of the most important topics to understand. And when we talk about personal protection, we can really go in a lot of different directions, whether it be through techniques, teaching kids uh, how to get out of body holds and arm grabs or hair grabs or if someone grabs them and pulls them, what do they need to do? We can go there, but that only addresses what we call the point of no return, that one area. It doesn't address the whole escalation phase or the de-escalation phase. So there's that, that one tactical point that almost all self-defense programs are built on, but really have the smallest amount to do with uh, the whole life cycle of violence or, per, or personal protection and keeping a child safe. But then there's also that escalation. There's that period of being able to identify risks, being able to identify problems before they grow to a point of losing complete control. How do our children do that? How are they able to recognize patterns and situations or uh, anxieties as they begin to build? Then after something goes past that point of control, whether it be a fight, whether they are witness to something traumatic, then what? Um, how do they have agency over themselves to be able to uh, lessen the mental burden that they've been exposed to? This is really extremely important that you as a dad understand that there are two things, two priorities that you as a father have to impart on your children to help them to become hardened, to help them to be able to manage trauma, to be able to manage conflict and situations in that escalation phase, but also to be able to have that agency that I just spoke about after a situation occurs. The first is self-esteem. They have a feeling within them that they matter, that they count, and that you can't mess with that, and that you can't talk down to that. You can't break that apart. That group of girls can't take me down inside. I don't get pulled apart mentally or emotionally too easily. The second is gonna be self-confidence. This is built on self-esteem. This is that, as you know, when I wanna do something, I'm gonna give it my best. I'm gonna go all in. I'm confident that I'll be able to push through this obstacle. I'm confident that I can manage this situation. I'm confident that I can recognize these problems before they occur. And when they do occur, I will make sure that they don't spin out of control. This is confidence, strong sense of self-esteem, self-confidence. And that third one is going to be self-awareness. Now, a lot of times people mistake selfishness. You're being selfish. You're being self-centered when actually what's going on there is they're just being aware and they've created boundaries that you probably shouldn't be crossing. Now, the second priority we're gonna get into, maybe if that's the case and that communication block is there that I'm using as an example, they haven't addressed the second one so clearly, but we as parents need to understand our children must have a clear sense of boundary setting because we need to be that example, right? We need to be that role model. We need to be able to clear, uh, create clear boundaries for them. They can model that and then they will have clear boundaries themselves. 
those boundaries are going to be set with other people. Their social circle, their other adults uh, in working communities. If you have teenagers uh, in their you know, they have jobs or, you know, maybe they're working in a restaurant or a retail store or something like that. They're going to be engaging with lots of different people and having boundaries is extremely important and having a sense of self-awareness where they are right now, where they're going, what they're doing, what they're planning on, making sure that it, someone can't impose their will on them because they have those boundaries. So there you go. Self-esteem, self-confidence and a sense of strong self-awareness. I would also say that that self-awareness goes into physicality because when we talk about personal protection, there is a saying that your track and field skills are gonna save you a lot faster than any black belt. Your ability to run, your ability to move, your ability to uh, not look like an easy target. When I say physicality, meaning you're not slouching forward, you're not looking down at the ground, you're not walking around and visibly looking like an easy target. That self-awareness and that physicality is upright. It's, it comes in with the confidence too, doesn't it? Looking straight ahead, possibly walking around with you know, a, 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 a strong smile, having some command presence. When you shake someone's hand, maybe you got a good strong grip. All of this is self-awareness. Now, the second priority is going to be communication. The ability to both communicate in the moment, communicate in the moment of escalation, be able to communicate uh, and manage a situation that's spun out of control, whether it's they are involved in that, whether it's a, 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 some type of violent altercation or whether it's something of like social exclusion or they're in a community, maybe your daughter's in a community of other girls that want to target another girl and she's able to kind of manage that and, and, and sort of break that pattern. Uh, by using pattern interrupts and then also being able to communicate in that post-conflict or that de-escalation phase, whether it means calling 911 or first response or speaking to uh, the school uh, or a teacher, guidance counselor, whether it's, um, whether it's being able to also understand that they have to go through therapy in something that's traumatic, being able to communicate very far out in de-escalation. Oftentimes, that life cycle of violence and trauma can go for years, not just a couple of seconds. So being able to recognize communication in the escalation phase, communication uh, and where it plays in that point of no return where everything has gone uh, out of control and then also, also in the de-escalation will help them to be able to manage those situations so much better. Communication is a very age-specific thing, isn't it? Asking our five-year-old son to communicate in a situation is going to be a lot different than talking to our 19-year-old daughter who's off at college and how she may end up at a party and things may uh, go a little bit beyond the point of uh, control at the party. Maybe a situation with some drunk guy or you know a group of people or whatever the situation might be. They're going to be age-specific, obviously. They may even be gender-specific or they could even be situational-specific. But giving them clear direction on how to communicate uh, isn't as important as you giving them permission to communicate. Share with them, show them, give them permission to do this. My point here is that when you talk about that priority of communication and how it plays in personal protection and self-defense, you need to make sure that you as their father give them permission to communicate in that moment. R go through it, role play with them, have them speak with command presence, have them speak have them articulate clearly to you what their intentions are. 
how they feel, how they feel uncomfortable, how to back off, how to step away. This is extremely important. I would also say one more thing. One other area of communication that can become pretty complex is proper articulation. Teaching a child how to articulate in that post-conflict area after a situation has happened. If they have to talk to uh, police because there's a police report being written or they have to talk to a guidance counselor or school principal, how to articulate a situation after it's happened properly. You see, there's gonna be a whole emotional dump that's gonna be happening most likely to a child who has just an experienced uh, situation like a fight or some type of high-risk altercation or um, some situation. Your willingness to role play with them is gonna help them to go through that much, much easier. So I would encourage you to go through some articulation exercises with your child. Explain the situation to them that just happened. Then have them explain it back to you and how they were involved. What are they saying? What words are they choosing? This way, if you go through this with them, you're creating imprints that will help coach them along a situation uh, when it, uh, if it does happen in their life. Those imprints that you've created right now in these conversations will come back to them and they'll be able to use those as reference points when they're completely in a state of confusion or in a state of, uh, of kind of trauma in that moment. Uh, and they're going through a whole emotional dump, they're shaken up, they're scared, uh, they're decompressing, and they have to explain what happened. So this is really, these are really important steps. They are pretty complex though, uh, so the whole communication thing uh, can go very, very far. Books are written on this topic, so I encourage you as a dad to research this. Don't ignore it. Uh, if you have your child in martial arts because you think that they need self-defense, I encourage that, but I want you to identify that communication is more important in a personal protection situation. Their ability to communicate, whether it's in pre-conflict, in that crisis period, or it's in post-conflict, their ability to articulate and communicate uh, that stands on where they are in their sense of self, their self-esteem, their confidence, and their self-awareness, that is gonna very much guide their ability to communicate and the strength of their communication in that moment. Very, very important stuff, gentlemen. I uh, encourage you to research this, to make it a part of the routines that you have. And I can promise you that if you're listening to this right now, then you're already someone who has uh, these priorities in place for your children. 